from the Parent Nation Studios. It's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. The Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Oh yeah, I believe in timeout. I take timeout like three times a day in my room with my wine and my chocolate. It works like a charm. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. <laughs> I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. I am really jazzed to be back with you. I was out of the country. I was in Mexico with my family and uh, it was quite an experience. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of fun stuff going on, but I'm, I'm happy to be home. I'm a little under my game today. I have to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I really love Mexico and uh, it doesn't love me back apparently. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, a little bit too much tequila on the first day. And it, it just like totally killed it for me for like the rest of the time we were there. It didn't totally kill it. That's a total lie. I had a good time, but wow, man. I'll tell you what, Kelly, I'm getting old. Oh, my husband said, he's like, you're turning into my mother. Like, are you, <laughs> are you seriously getting like to the point where you can't eat certain food? Cause it's going to upset your stomach. I'm like, you know what? Shut the hell up. You're not allowed to talk to me like that. I'm your wife. All right. Right. <laughs> but here, oh my gosh, the place that we stayed was absolutely gorgeous. I don't know, um, parent nation, if you are aware, but my, my family was on the Steve Harvey show in, uh, September, right, Kelly? Yeah. And, uh, and we answered like a whole, we played who wants to be a millionaire with Cedric, the entertainer and Steve Harvey. Cause I guess Cedric was starting to, um, starting up with that show. And we, uh, we got chosen to go on and play. And my son, my little guy, who is like the one who read like 40 some books in, in one summer, he answered the last question correctly, which no one believed because it was even, it was an absurd question. And so because of that, we won this trip to this resort in, uh, in Cancun, Mexico. And um, we had to take the kids with us. <laughs> had to. We had to take our kids with us. <laughs> it was like a family trip. I'll tell you what. <sighs> vacations with your kids are not vacations. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care how much you love your kids. You're allowed to love your kids and admit that vacations with them are not relaxing things to do. I, I, I actually the, do you agree. Thanks for giving us permission. Yes, thanks for giving us permission for that. It's it's so true. And you know, I used to think when I had when my kids were really little and I thought they were perfect in every way, I used to think to myself, you know, these places, these adult only places, they suck. They're not fair. Like I should be allowed, (laughs) I should be allowed to take my kids anywhere I want. And I'll tell you what, walking around this resort, it's a chain, it's, it's palace resorts, right? And they have three resorts that are adults only. And at one point I looked at my husband and I'm like, the next time, Adults only. <laughs> we like, will be over there. <laughs> it's like, and you know what? It has nothing. It has nothing to do with whether or not you like 
kids or don't like kids. Get that out of your head immediately. It has everything to do with wanting to lay by the pool and have someone wait on you without having to listen to somebody beat their kids and their kids screaming while on vacation. It has everything to do with that. Am so, I right? So most, so mostly it's other people's kids and other parents that are bothering you. Is that what you're exactly. saying? It is. It's other people's kids. It, <laughs> because here's the thing. OPK. Right. No TKK's kids. It's oh. other people's kids. And here's why. Because when we are in the middle of taking care of something with our own kids, we don't hear ourselves and we don't hear our kids. Right. Right. When we are in the middle of disciplining our children, the, the other people's perspective of what's going on in that situation is, wow, that parent's just an a-hole. Like, I can't believe that they're flipping on their kids while on vacation like that. They don't realize that that kid had you up until 3 o'clock in the morning screaming its brains out because you didn't get them chicken nuggets because they don't have them at any of the resort restaurants. <laughs> and, right, like they, they have no concept of what that child has just put you through for the last three days. And now the kid has sunburn and you have a hangover and you're just totally flipping out on each other. I can appreciate, <laughs> I can appreciate where you're coming from. I just don't want to be immersed in it while I'm on my vacation with my family. Right. So, so go to Disney, go to those play, go to those family resorts if you have to take your kids with you and understand fully that your experience is not going to be the, the same as somebody else's experience and leave them alone. And if you want to be alone and drink your martini and not get splashed in the face 47,000 times, don't <laughs> <laughs> don't sit by the kiddie pool. If you don't want chlorine water in your Paloma, don't, <laughs> don't sit by the toddler pool. That's, that's my suggestion to people for that. So, <laughs> but other than that, you know what? I found myself, so I couldn't drink the way I am normally capable of drinking as a good Irish Catholic girl. Mm -hmm. um, right. I I was not able to imbibe the way I would normally do. But what I found was I enjoyed a different aspect of my vacations. Like when my husband and my kids were snorkeling, I was sitting on the boat trying not to puke. But <laughs> <laughs> However, thank you, thank the thing you for that, was, that visual. What? Thanks for that visual. Hey, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but there was no alcohol on the boat. And I got to experience a different piece of that vacation than my family. Like I got to relax on the boat and just like watch the waves and see the fish all the way down to the bottom. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was just, it was a different vacation for me. So what I realized was I can do, I, I, I can do like, nor, like June Cleaver mom on vacation okay. and, and I can do Peg Bundy mom on vacation and, <laughs> and, and my kids appreciate both. They really do. But my kids kept looking at me going, mom, don't you want a margarita? Like uh, what's the matter with you? Should I, should I order a beer? So, and I'll tell you what, that's something that we're going to talk about during girl chat. 
um, mm-hmm. because we have Lisa Stedman and Amy Wright yeah. on for Girl Chat in the next segment. And that's something that we're totally going to talk about because um, I need to know what other parents feel about letting their kids drink according to the age restrictions of where they're visiting as opposed to where they're from. And man, I'll tell you what, I, I got some stories to share about that. That was just craziness, just totally insane. Wow. Craziness. Yeah. So th- just, we saw things that I never, I, I never want to see again. Like I, my kids saw things from kids in their own age group that I was like, holy crap. Oh, that's so probably not good. You know what? Some of it was just insane. It was, some of it was just crazy. But so here's what I want to talk to you about, Kelly. I want your opinion on something that um, affected me last week on Facebook, and then I kind of left it go, and now I'm coming back into it as I'm returning from and getting back into the the vibe of Facebook again. So here's my thing. I have an opinion about breastfeeding in public. Okay. I know it's, it it seems unbelievable that I would have an opinion about something, (laughs) but here's my thing. I, I nursed both of my kids. I breastfed both of my kids until they were over a year old. And when I was in a public place with strangers that I didn't know the culture or beliefs of, I covered myself Okay. because I felt that that was the polite and correct thing to do. So last week we talked about the whole breastfeeding thing in the opening segment. I have gotten so many hate mails, private messages from women calling me everything from a fembot to a lesbian, which I totally don't understand. But, and as if that's an insult, first of all, I want you right. to think about what you just said. Like you insulted me by calling me a lesbian. I happen to think lesbians are amazing people. My sister's a lesbian. So screw you. You're not insulting me. You're actually honoring right. me. So, you know, whatever. But besides that, I don't understand what the problem is with using discretion when you're nursing your child in public. Well, what are they saying? That they just let it all hang out? Yes, that it's the most natural and beautiful process in the world, that it's been done since the, since the dawn of time, and that a woman should not be ashamed of her breasts and should be allowed to let them all hang out while she's feeding her baby. Well, I just, that's probably a personal opinion. And like you're saying, if you're somewhere where you're trying to be polite, you, you may as well cover up. Right. And what they're saying is why my baby shouldn't have to be under a blanket to eat. Well, Oh, come on. Come on. Really? Here's the thing. We went to, we, we go to restaurants. We went to a couple of restaurants with dress codes, right? And you couldn't go in wearing a tank top. You couldn't go in wearing shorts. You had to wear long pants and a dress shirt with a collar. Okay. If Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in that restaurant And the woman next to me takes out her entire breast. How is that? How am I supposed to just go, oh, well, that's cool. She's just nursing her baby. It's perfectly natural. You know? The least she can go do is go 
somewhere, maybe. Maybe in the ladies' room sitting area. I I think sit at the table and just put like a cloth over you and or you know everybody wears pashminas you know right. it, I had one on at dinner and I was I didn't even have my boobs out so you know yeah so anyway we're gonna go to our first break when we come yeah. back we're gonna be talking to Lisa Stedman and Amy Wright Amy just had a baby recently so I want her opinion on this and Lisa as an imposter mom as she calls herself has an opinion on it too I'm sure so when we come back we're gonna be talking with Girl Chat. Takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're Excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com and join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome to Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose, insights with heart. The Woohoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Ann offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, Consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Uh-huh. 
Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, you guys. Hi. Oh, there we go. Hi. <laughs> Hey, I uh, I guess we have all the girls. Woo-hoo, all the all girls the girl. online. Woohoo! So, hey everybody. Um, welcome back to the show. I am this is like one of my favorite segments that we're going to be doing. Um, obviously, my my girls have a lot to say to each other. Um, <laughs> so, this is the segment of the show that I like to call girl chat, and today I'm really excited because my Amazing woohoo mentor Lisa Stedman is on the line, and <laughs> and we also have the awesome my soul sister Amy Wright, and she is a time tamer, and uh, she's she's an ass kicker, and she's a new mom, and she's beautiful Yay. and smart and and all those great things, um, and she helps people find their awesome sauce, which. I always found kind of like a little bit dirty sounding, Amy, but <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you. And of course, you know, my lovely Kelly is here as well. So, hey, hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> I'm so excited. So did you guys listen to the first segment? I shouldn't ask myself loaded questions like that because then you're going to say no and I'm going to feel like shit. But here's the thing. Um <laughs> So here's a couple of things that I want your opinion on, you guys. As you know, I just got back from Mexico with the fam. You suck. I'm. It's, you know what? It, it. It. I got sick the second day in, Amy. I couldn't drink. Ah, no. Ew. Right. I know. It was like I was being punished by some force of nature so that I could do this segment of the show. I think. I needed to be observant of other parents' behavior, so I had to be present. So the universe went, screw you, drink too much tequila the first day, stupid. That'll fix you. And it did. So, but here's what I observed, and I want you guys, I want your opinion on two things. First thing, drinking with your kids out of the country. Do you follow the rules of the country you're in or the country you're from? <laughs> wow, mm. talk about starting with a zinger. <laughs> right? I so hope... how, old, how old are the kids? Okay, so here's the scenario. They'd have to be older if there's, if because there's, I'm thinking of drinking ages are still, well, no, in Europe, that's true. Okay, go for it. Yeah, like in Europe, when, when we were, when my husband and I were in Europe, Kids, little kids were drinking wine and beer, and it was like nothing. Okay. They weren't giving them like grappa, but do you know, wine with dinner was perfectly acceptable. So my kids are 15 and 13. My 15 year old looks like he's 21. Let's just face it. I mean, he's just a giant hulking kid. Um, he's bigger than my husband. So we get on this van, and guys, if you're listening to the show, thank you, and I'm talking about you, so I'm not going to mention your name. <laughs> we get on the van, and this entire party of, like, 15 people from Texas gets on the van. They're already drinking pina coladas. 
they've got two kids that are clearly the same ages and younger as my children, and they're drinking pina coladas. Real ones. <laughs> Real ones. We get on the boat. Now, we're going snorkeling, mind you. So we're, we're going we're gonna to throw our kids into an ocean later and hope that they're not too drunk to swim. And, you know, so this is what's going through my head. So now my kids are looking at me like, well, you suck. We've been asking to drink since we got here. And you're like, no, 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 no. You wait until you're 21 because that's our legal age to drink. And they're surrounded by kids their own age or younger who are drinking and having a blast with their parents. So now do I suck or am I the responsible parent? I think you're no. the responsible parent. I'm jumping yeah. in here, and I'm going to say responsible, especially when they're going to go do water sports. <laughs> no. Come exactly. on. Yeah. I think it becomes a matter of safety at that point. Like, hey, kids, here's a pina colada. You know, get drunk off your ass and then go swim with the sharks. Have a nice time. Right. Exactly. Chum the water. Thanks, boys. You yeah, know. Right. And do yeah. you think it's different for boys than it is for girls? No. I, I think stereotypically there is a difference, but honestly, I would say I'd, I'd trust a girl to drink a little more than i trust boys on a trip. <gasps> wow, I was going in opposite directions with you really? on that, Lisa. Yes, I was thinking like boys have the, the metabolism to handle the alcohol better and girls could be more taken advantage of at a younger age if they were inebriated. Now, I get the taken advantage of, but boys can be so destructive, and they have all that crazy energy, so get some booze in them, and, like, they could, like, destroy property. Yeah, you know what they did with their kids? They put them up in the spinnaker. You know what the hell that is? No. It's a giant kite that takes you 30 feet up in the air on a swing. (laughs) Did they throw up all over everybody? (laughs) No, but you have to go up in that thing and then jump off. You should check out my video on Facebook. Oh, I'm going to check it out right after this, because I want to go do that. insane oh my gosh so amy amy you feel the same way i mean i know everybody has different experiences with boys versus girls like my son is about to be 16 he is the most impetuous you know i tell him to do one thing and he does the opposite so he would be he would definitely drink if i told him it was okay Mm -hmm. i think now granted my daughter is only 10 right now but she, you know, and this could change, but I think when she turns 15 or 16, she's going to know that, you know, it's not really the rules and she's not going to want to do it out of, you know, respect and, and probably a little bit of fear, too. She's just a totally different child than my 16-year-old son. But I don't, huh. I mean, I don't even think that she would drink. You know, again, she's only 10, so I could be completely naive about this, but. But she's the type of child that if, you know, I say, these are the rules, this is what you do, she's like, okay, mom, you know, whatever. And, again, probably going to change a little when she's a teen. But yeah, when my son was 10. 10, he was always like, screw you, I'm going to do what I want, you know. Wow. You yeah. must live in a parallel universe, too. Because what, the, way it, the way I see teens in my area is the boys are the cooperative, yes, mom, yes, ma'am kind of thing. And the girls are like, screw you, you're so mean. You don't let me do anything ever, and I hate you. And that's how, you know, that's how boys and girls dynamics work in my, where I live, where I, yeah. what I see. 
No? No. Maybe no. I just have really weird kids, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we all have really weird kids. Speaking of really weird kids, okay, here's the next question. Um, so you're on a you're on a family vacation. First of all, family vacations are not relaxing, am I right? We were talking about this right. earlier. Yeah. So you see somebody else flipping out on their kid on family vacation, and it's like totally destroying your experience as a family vacation. Um, do you like? Uh, do you butt in? Do you like offer to help at the pool? Like mom's totally flipping out and can't handle her kids, and like screaming and yelling and flipping on them. Do you butt in or do you leave it go? I think you only butt in if there's like physical harm happening to the kid. I mean, that's so somebody else's business. Yeah, but what if it's ruining yeah. your vacation experience? Uh, then I would get up and go to the other pool. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I actually had I'm this not... experience a couple weekends ago, and I just was like, I'm just going to go to the other pool that's the adult pool. Okay, see ya. Cool. Yeah. Amy? I'm not super confrontational when it comes to things like that, like, I'm very live and let live, you know? So again, yeah, like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. I mean, I might shoot a couple, like go to hell looks over toward her, <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> so that passive aggression type thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't really want to get into somebody else's business and, you know, teach them how to parent or, you know, cause we've all had those days where we really just want to rip our kids heads off and maybe she's just having one of those and, you know, I, I don't personally condone yelling at your kids in public, but, you know, maybe she's just not as awesome as we are. That's true. And maybe she wasn't able to, like, not drink. I just, oh, man, we there was a guy who was totally screaming and, like, insulting his toddlers. Like, they were two years old. And it, I... M- my son just basically looked at him and it was like, you know, you do understand that they don't understand a word that you're saying. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, you so get that from your mother. Like, Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And we were talking about how, like, if you're on a, uh, if you're on a, if you're on a family vacation, um, where, where you're in like, and it's like an adult if you go to an adult place or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. We're running out of time. We only have like 45 seconds left. I can't stand it. We need more time with my girls. <laughs> so I want to talk to you guys more. And when we come back from our break, we're going to be talking to Carrie Lee, who's like the gossip queen. And um, like maybe you guys can hang out. And if you have a question for Carrie about celebrity gossip, that could be awesome. What do you oh, think? Oh, I'm so going to stick around. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Oh, geez. Come on. Okay. Oh, my producer said, well, we'll figure it out on the break. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to Gossip Queen, Carrie Lee, and um, talking about what's going on with Kim Kardashian's boobs, because I got to find out what's going on with Kim Kardashian's boobs and why people can't breastfeed, but she can be like all out there in public. So when we come back from this break. Or pop up window or close your iTunes player. Oh, f- it's Parrot Nation. Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. 
On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you. But it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited. I am. Um, I, I love having my girl chat and I love talking with all of my besties about lots of different topics. And one of the most exciting things that we're going to be talking about in um, on a regular segment is some of the stuff that's going on in like entertainment news. I have no idea why. We are so obsessed with celebrity, but, you know, we are. I think it's because secretly we all want a little bit of what they have. Like some, well, most of us have a little bit of um, kind of uh, dreams of of being rich and famous and, and out there in the spotlight and having people pay attention to us. So, you know, everybody has a little bit of it. But my next guest is, her name is Carrie Lee, and you're gonna absolutely fall in love with her. She is, uh, she's a producer of like the bachelor, the bachelorette, big brother, extreme makeover. So, you know, she is totally in tune with what's going on in celebrity parenting gossip, which I just, I, I, I have to, I have to talk about some of the stuff that I see or else my head will explode. So <laughs> it's. I'm so glad you're here, Carrie. This is really exciting. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm. I am just like so pumped up. I, some of the stuff that we saw. I. I just. I don't know if you've been listening, but my family and I were just on vacation in Cancun, and some of the stuff that we saw. I was like, that person has got. They're. They're either a celebrity or they want to be because normal no, people. I- I remember when I went to Cancun on spring break and I had the time of my life. Then I saw the movie Spring Breakers and I left the theater crying because I have two young girls and I was terrified that someday they were going to ask me to go on the very same trip that I went on and like demanded that my parents send me on. It is terrifying. It is absolutely (laughs) terrifying. 
It was crazy. It was crazy. And there's my husband, because I have two boys. I'm I'm a total boy mom. You know, God knew what he was doing, not giving me girls, because I just couldn't handle it. And there's there's my husband telling my two sons, well, yeah, guys, you know, when you turn 18, you can we'll let you use the timeshare and, and you can come back here with your friends, but mom and I'll have to come with you. And I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your mind? No like, way. <laughs> My daughters are four and six, and I won't let them wear two-piece bikinis that don't cover their bellies. And it's it's. Um, my sister thinks I'm crazy. She has daughters as well. I can't. I can't do it. All I see, and I don't know if it's from living in Los Angeles or what. So I'm happy to hear that people in other parts of the country experience the same thing. I don't know if it's just that I'm so in tune to it because of all of the inappropriateness that I see out here in LA, but. I am just super protective of them and I'm terrified and they're still in preschool and kindergarten. Right. So you're with me on that. Like you don't let your, your little toddlers walk around in in like string bikinis and then scold them because they're, you know, their little bikini top flew up. No way. In fact, my daughter this weekend borrowed a bathing suit from my niece. That was like a two piece that had one of those things that connected the top and the bottom. And her belly button was showing, and she knew I wasn't going to like it. She's like, Mommy, I'm sorry my belly button is showing this one. And so I told her she looks beautiful and looks totally fine. You look fantastic. But I think she had just caught on to the fact that I don't – I would never let her wear a two-piece. And she's Oh, big. my gosh. Right? I, I just – I, 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 I am so right there with I don't want ashamed of their bodies. I absolutely don't want them to be ashamed of their bodies. I want them to be proud. But at the same time, it is just so difficult for me to – See them put themselves on blast, even when they're this young, and partly because of all the starlets and uh, you know, I hate to use terrible, but like sluts and just women I've seen gone wrong out here in in LA and and in the entertainment business. It's really difficult. Oh, it's it's terrible in New York City too. Oh my goodness! Yeah. When the sun comes out, so do the boobies. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. You I know. Don't think- Sun even needs to come out in order for the boobies to come out. I think they are they are there twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. I'm sure. It's crazy. Well, here's the thing. I've I've coined my own little phrase, and if you want to put this in any of your celebrity mags, just credit me for it. It's called modesty shaming. Oh, that's that, a good one. I like th- that. I might steal that. Thank you, because that's what I feel like's happening to me personally, like in in the things that I'm putting out there. Okay, so the okay, we all saw the picture of the college graduate who is breastfeeding at her commencement ceremony. I'm sorry, not an appropriate place to whip it out in front of an audience of thousands of people. You you I know you think- now, especially with breastfeeding, I, I almost think people are doing it to get a rise. And and thank you. Um, you know, I mean, I I absolutely think people are doing it to get a rise out of an audience. And and what's happened? I mean, I love the Huffington Post. I contribute for them as well. But I think that some people do things literally with like the thought of it going viral or the hope that it will go viral in the back of their head. You know. Yes. And, and I almost watch stuff now with like. Someone's getting video of that. Why? Why is someone having like that? Their friends tape them doing that. You know, if it's not something that your friend would be videotaping you doing normally, mm-hmm. it's something that you're doing on purpose. You know what I mean? Like exactly. If you don't happen to catch 
you know, you don't happen to be catching your friend breastfeeding and then someone comes by and, and says something terrible on video. Not that that happened in that case, but you know, it's like if, if you wouldn't be shooting it normally just for like your little, you know, memory videos, then then you're doing it just to get the attention and hoping you'll happen to catch getting a rise out of someone because things people just want things to go viral. They want things to end up on the Huffington Post. They want Facebook likes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that, to me. And that was the post that I put up. And that's what got me all the hate mail. You know, mm-hmm. I put that up and I said she she took it on. She posted it on her Facebook wall, got negative feedback from some people, took it down, and then submitted it to a website. Mm-hmm. Okay, you do that for a reason. And I don't care if you're just an accounting major and you don't need the publicity as an accounting major. Anybody, you think the woman who said, ain't nobody got time for that who had bronchitis, do you think she said that to go viral? <laughs> right? But now I- she's, she's making literally millions of dollars off of endorsements from that one quote. Uh, it's happening all over the place. It's happening all over. And the other thing is, like, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today is, like, did you see about this Ryan Gosling uh, Father's Day hoax? No. And I love him. So, um, everybody loves him. How can you not love him? So, you know, Father's <laughs> Day thinks it brings the best and the worst out of people, you know, but... You know, so, and this is a case of, of the worst. It's like, you know, you know what you, you know, you've made it big once you have lots of fake Facebook pages. And, you know, Ryan Gosling apparently had a Facebook page that someone posted this incredibly gut wrenching story. You know, it, it was written as though it was coming from Ryan himself, um, you know, saying, I, I, Father's Day, and I want to share the story with you guys of how I became a father. And it was a story about how he had a, a good uh, female friend who had a baby but died of cancer, leaving a nine-month-old baby. And Ryan, you know, this was a year ago, basically stepped in and adopted the child um, and has been raising him as his father for, I believe, a year. Um, and then a year later, the biological father uh, decided he wanted the baby back. And Ryan fought really hard and and tried to keep him, but couldn't and had to give this, you know, this baby up to its biological father and lost him. And it was this gut-wrenching story and something that easily could happen. Um, Got well over a million likes on Facebook and it's a hoax. Total, it's a total hoax. And so... No way! Absolutely, yeah. Total fake. <laughs> I so wanted that to be true right now. I'm like, oh, not the part that he well, lost like, the baby, but the part Ryan that he like would do that. Like, yeah, I mean, just when you think he can't get any better, and that's exactly what people say. We're saying is, you know, wow, this guy just can't go wrong, and and it's a fake. And I just don't understand why people do something like that, other than just for the Facebook likes. And and look what I see. Look at the rise I I got out of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, come on. I mean, the the thing that was just that's all over the news today, like why this is news, I have no idea. But Kim Kardashian's boobs. Mm-hmm. Like going uh, and, to pick- and Kylie and her sisters splits up their dresses as well. I mean, you know, Kylie and, and Kendall, Kylie was out this weekend with like a double slit dress that I mean it leaves absolutely nothing to the imagination. Um, and you know, I'm obsessed with the Kardashians just as much as anyone. I wish I wasn't. I like pray. It's like I get down <laughs> on my knees at night and I just like Kill my help addiction. you forget the Kardashians. And I can't 
but it's because it's it's just all over the place and they're a train wreck. I think everyone likes to watch a train wreck because they don't want to pay attention to their own problems. So they just like watching everyone else's. Right. Um, and yeah, I can be I mean, a train wreck and still be like obscenely wealthy. Right. <laughs> and have done absolutely nothing to warrant my notoriety. I mean, Kim Kardashian made a sex tape and her father represented uh, O.J. Simpson. And that's literally where her where her fame comes from. It's it's unbelievable. And now all of her sisters are just getting it for nothing. I mean, Kylie and Kendall have, have done nothing. And now the spotlight is really almost more so on them um, than it is on, on Kim, you know, and the fact that she didn't wear a bra the other day. It's really got to rise right, out of a lot to of To pick up her kid from daycare. You know, yeah. but I'm like, really, come on, Kim, like you, you need to do that for attention. Do you think Kardashians compete for baby bumps? Ooh. Um, that's a really good question. And probably, yes, I bet so. And I'm sure it's killing Chloe that she hasn't been able to, to have one. Um, you know, I'm sure Chloe is, is, is dying for that notoriety again. I was shocked that Courtney's having her third. I was really um, shocked by that announcement, especially because even again today, apparently over the weekend, she kicked uh, Scott Disick to the curb on vacation at the Hamptons. They continue to have problems, and she just continues to um, to try to fix it by having more kids. Um, but that's well, I mean, I mean what's the, the big deal, though? I mean, what's another one? It's not like I'm taking care of it, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> You know, Unbelievable. It's just more work for my team of nannies. Oh my gosh. I just can't wait until like Kim and Kanye have their next one. I think they should name it South. You think they're gonna laugh? Oh no, but she's gonna get pregnant before they break up. Because she has to. She has to stay in the game. You know, like you know how people used to carry around little dogs and purses and that was like an accessory? I think baby bumps are an accessory for for the red carpet now. I absolutely I absolutely agree. <laughs> obscene oh my They're gosh even Rihanna now it's like Rihanna has a niece that she just loves to be photographed with all over the place and, and people are saying the same thing it's like Rihanna's favorite accessory is, is her niece and her um, nipples because yeah, she just loves nipples. to show those to people She's you know what <laughs> if, I had, if I had Rihanna's body I wouldn't mind being as naked as she is all the time either I like her I hate that, she's going, that she keeps going back to Chris Brown but I do like me some Rihanna Ugh, me too. Oh my gosh, Carrie, I can't believe our time is up already. Oh, no! And speaking of Rihanna, when we come back, we're going to talk to about anti-bullying for summer vacation when we come back with Daniela DeSidario. For me, sponsors. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education and encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment. Join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl. 
Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom in ingenuity and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited about today's show. We had so much fun. And it's all about the girls today. I'm sorry, Dad Nation, but, um, you know, we have Dad Day. So, And, you know, I think that a lot of what we had to say had to do with dads, too. We talked about Ryan Gosling, so that counts. (laughs) So my last segment, I am... um, I'm really excited to have a good friend and uh, and a really inspiring person on. Her name is Daniela DiCidario, and um, she is one of the founders and the operations manager for an organization called Teach Anti-Bullying. And, you know, we we forget when kids are off school for summer break, we forget that bullying still happens. And it's it's really quite serious in the summertime too because now we've taken it from the halls of the classroom or the or the school building to swimming pools and playgrounds and places where there are there isn't constant monitoring by adults all the time like you think there would be um so it's a really important topic for summer vacation too so I wanted to bring Daniela on and you know talk about what what we should be paying attention to and what we should be looking for and how we can make sure to keep our kids safe this summer too, just like we would in school. So Daniela, hey, are you there? Hi, honey, I am. Thanks again for having me. Oh my gosh. So this, uh, you know, the last time we had you on was for back to school. Yes. And we were talking about yes, how, yes. you know, all the stuff that goes on in school and you and I um, and Dr. C, Dr. Cerulio, Dr. Cerullo, sorry, had, uh, we worked together a little bit this school year on some different situations. We and, did, we did. And we did. that was, and we that was really awesome. we saw a lot of bullying this year, you know, and um, 
it's an it's unfortunate because it continues to happen even outside of school. So I'm I'm really excited that you're bringing the topic to light now because again, just like any other subject, we don't talk about it during the month that it is a national topic. You know, this is something that we have to talk about all the time. And unfortunately, nobody really thinks about summertime, you know, and what happens because you're only, a lot of times people will only put bullying with school, but sure. it happens at the playground. It happens at the pool. It happens at camp and so on. So, so yes, great, great topic to bring about at this time of year. So when we think about bullying in the summertime, you know, it's first of all, bullying has fallen into one of those realms of, is it really as bad as we say it is, or is it just our, we don't like our kids getting teased, so we label it something more serious in the hopes that they don't ever get teased again? Yeah, no, it is as bad as we say it is. Um, it is, first of all and foremost, that adults really, really need to to really embrace it and, and get to know what bullying is and what it's not. And again, that is what our organization does, is to go out and educate because you, you, the, the days of it's not my kid or my kid doesn't do that are over, over. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that every kid has a little something in them that they're going to do. And I believe my children, too. I say it all the time. If somebody were to say to me, hey, Daniela, you know, David or Vincent did this, I'm not going to say, oh, no, not my kid. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. So it's, first of all, knowing that there is a possibility that your sweet, nice child might might do something. Not that they mean to do something intentionally, because a lot of children, I don't think, especially the smaller ones, mean to do something intentionally, but it's got to be a teachable moment. And so it's knowing what bullying is and what it's not. What does it look like? You know, what are we to expect? And how do you expect when your children walk out the door this summer to whether they go to camp or they spend the day at the pool and you're not with them, how are they to behave? So these are first steps in which I feel, you know, that 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 needs to happen at home. You know, that Mm -hmm. we need to really share with them the do's and don'ts of, of, of being out this summer, if that makes sense. Right. It does. And, you know, here's the thing that's funny, Danielle. I was picked on in school, but it was it was different when those same people picked on me at the pool. You know what it looked like? It looked like holding my head underwater. And then when the whistle got blown, then they were like, oh, we were just playing around. We're sorry. You know, you can't hold my head underwater in the hallway at the school. You can hold me up against the locker, but that's not nearly the same experience. So for me, the bullying was more severe during summer break. You know, I go down to the playground and this gang of three girls who could never gang up on me in the hallway because they were always being watched in school. Now this gang of three girls is throwing punches at the playground because there's nobody there to stop them. So... How do you know if your child is being bullied, first of all, during summer break? Okay, we lost Daniela. So here's what here's my experience until we get Daniela back. Um, there was there was a group of girls who were really good at picking on me in private in school. Yay, there she is. So the 
I was just given a little bit of background. There was a group of girls who was really good at picking on me in school, but they never really right. got away with anything serious in school. But during right. summer break, when there was no teacher, there was no monitoring, there was no one to really go to, I, I got right. like, I got seriously like harassed in, in during well, the summer. I'll say this to you. I think the, the difficulty in, with the summer lies um, in a couple of places. When you go to a pool, you know, you're going with a group of kids or you're going by yourself and there's really nobody monitoring. You know, the lifeguards have a job to do, right? So yes. they're making sure everybody's safe and everybody's doing what they're doing. But nobody's really thinking about bullying. Like, is, is this child holding their head underwater because they're being funny? Are kids being kids? They're not saying, you know, that's not the appropriate behavior because, again, that's not the lifeguard's job to, to mind that. So... You know, we're not in school where the teacher is, is, you know, on top of it or the guidance counselor or is there. These kids are kind of going out on their own, so to speak, if that makes sense. It does. Um, it so totally it, does. Because you know, if I, you know, it, you know, I couldn't we... go, I couldn't go to the lifeguard and say, you know, hey, this person keeps dunking my head underwater because the lifeguard in most of those cases was a 17 or 18 year old kid themselves. And right. they were looking at me going, then get away from them. You That's know, what's right. your problem? That's right. That's right. So there needs to be, <laughs> frankly, if it were me and I was sending my child with his friends to, to a pool, um, I would really go the first day. And I would kind of just scope out the place, know who people are, maybe introduce your kid to the manager of the pool or a lifeguard. Um, or somebody that they can connect to if they were to have a problem that they would be able to go to somebody. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, that, that's important because if you're not there, who is the safety net for them when they're there? When you go to camp, you have camp counselors. That's a little bit more, I think, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I think they have the opportunity Monitored. where they're in groups. There's somebody in charge. It's a little bit more kind of maintained as opposed to a free-for-all at a pool. Um, right. So, you know, I think it's making sure that you introduce your child to whomever the adult person is at that location. Uh, that is really important. Um, making sure kids go in groups. You know, not sending your child off to kind of fend for themselves, but going with other friends and making sure they're kind of together. And I think that just goes across the board whenever your kids are going somewhere, you know. Um, sure. But making sure that they're in a group where they have a little bit of, of support if something were to happen to them. But, yes, report the things that you see, no matter where you are. Nobody should be touching your person. Nobody. Not sticking your head underwater not throwing you off the diving board, not pushing you in on the side. And when you go to camp, not excluding you from play. I mean, these are all parts of, of, of bullying that I think a lot of people don't see. As you were stating before, when we were growing up, it was just child's play, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing, it's, it, here's, now here's a real dynamic difference that I noticed. So you go to the pool and you see the kid, you know, a bunch of kids constantly dunking this kid underwater and the kid's crying. That's clearly bullying. Now, another situation that we had last year at our playground was a little boy um, accused another kid of bullying because the older kid kept cursing in front of him. He wasn't cursing at him. He wasn't yelling at him. 
But the older kid was basically, you know, stretching his older kid muscle away from mom and dad. And right. he was he was cursing. So now the little boy is afraid that some I, – I don't know what the deal was. But apparently the little boy was afraid he was going to get in trouble. So now he reports that kid for bullying. And that older kid gets kicked out of the park program not for cursing but for bullying. Now, how do you but, how do you teach your kids the difference? Of what bullying is and what it's not. And you're right. That is very, very uh, an important piece to this. Um, so bullying, how we define it, is an imbalance of power. Okay? So, and the bully usually wants one of two things, something physical or something psychological from somebody. So in this, for example, and, and there is also, let me say this, there are also components to bullying, and that is um, – Frequency, duration, intensity, and a power base. Now, if somebody's cursing, that's not, I mean, that, that doesn't follow the criteria of what real bullying is. If somebody's cursing at you and constantly calling you names, stupid, dumb, you can't play with us, destroying your uh, pool towel, destroying your backpack that you brought, things of that nature, that is a different story but mm -hmm. somebody being rude and that's what this boy was being by cursing and trying to flex his big boy muscles that's just being straight out rude that's not being bullying it's being inconsiderate so right. it is sharing with them that if somebody is doing something to harm you to put you in danger to constantly uh, berate you and talk about you to your face and to others that's the difference if you're at the pool and they're all playing Marco Polo, and they say, no, you can't play. No, you're not invited. Go away. You stink at this game. That is a form of bullying. And if this continues right. over Ugh. and over and over again every day, then that's where you get the difference. Thank you so much, Danielle. That was really valuable information. So keep that in mind this summer, parents. Teach your kids the difference and keep your eyes open. Everybody, until next week, keep playing. Is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given?